BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welcome to The Daily Break. I'm Andrew Tallman. Here's what's happening today at Newsweek. Russian President Vladimir Putin has affirmed that Russia has, quote, no ill intentions toward Ukraine, just hours after Russian forces seized Europe's biggest nuclear power plant. Putin went on state-controlled Russia 24 news channel Friday in which he called on neighboring countries to, quote, think about how to normalize relations just about a week after he ordered the invasion that's caused thousands of casualties and sparked a growing refugee crisis. Of course, the rest of the world is watching as you see Russian forces move towards the Zaporizhzhia nuclear power plant and reportedly shell it and then capture it. This in the same country that historically had the Chernobyl crisis, which raises some concerns as we have reports of people in Europe buying iodine tablets for just in case about a nuclear either attack or some kind of a catastrophe. The U.S. Embassy in Ukraine, meanwhile, has tweeted that attacking a nuclear power plant like this constitutes a war crime. Meanwhile, President Biden has imposed new sanctions on eight members of the Russian elite and also now joined forces with European allies in kicking certain Russian banks out of the international SWIFT payment system that facilitates their capabilities of doing business with other banks. The world's hospitals have been the front line in medicine's constantly evolving war against COVID-19 for two years, and according to experts who help guide the results of our annual ranking of the world's best hospitals, that's meant adapting to new and existing challenges quickly and improvising on the fly. Now, if you're curious how various countries did on this list, well, looking at the list of the top 20, you see the United States represented very well, seven of the top 20. In positions 11 through 20, you have Singapore, Japan, Germany, France, Denmark, and then Switzerland, surprisingly, has three representatives, Basel, Zurich, and Luzanne. Moving to the top 10, you have Canada, Germany, France, Sweden, Israel, and five United States hospitals. And in the top five, you have Charité, Universitas Medicine, Berlin is number five, Toronto General in Canada is number four, and the three top hospitals of the entire list at Newsweek are Massachusetts General, number three, Cleveland Clinic, number two, and the Mayo Clinic in Rochester, number one. And finally, whales don't sleep. Well, not exactly. You see, it's a very interesting problem that whales find themselves in. Like any water-dwelling air breather, they can't breathe all the time because they don't have gills or not fish, so they have to go to the surface, take in air, and then go for a long time without breathing. How do they handle that, meanwhile needing to sleep? Because, you know, all mammals need to sleep. There's about 90 different types of whales. They hold their breath for around an hour or so, depending on the species, and uh, they travel up to the surface to take a breath and clear out the blowhole every 15 minutes or so. And they can't stay submerged in the water too long or they'll drown because they're not breathing. So again, how do they sleep? Well, according to Naomi Rose, marine mammal scientist at the Animal Welfare Institute, she tells Newsweek that cetaceans, a family of aquatic mammals like whales, dolphins, porpoises, they can't be fully unconscious or they'd drown, and so they have this dilemma. How do they deal with it? So here's where you find out that whales differ from humans, for example, or any other mammal in the way they breathe. They control their breathing 100%. It's all conscious. So there is no 
respiration while they're not thinking about it, because if they were unthinking about it and happened to be underwater, they would just drown. They have absolute conscious control over their blowholes with powerful muscles to keep them closed when submerged and open and cleared out and then breathe in when they're at the surface. So you say, oh my goodness, that seems like a lot of work. It is a lot of work. But there's another factor that allows them to sleep. They can actually control which half of their brain goes to sleep. It's a phenomenon called unihemispheric sleep, which is they shut down one half of their brain and keep the other one conscious and breathing. You can see this when they're sleeping because they have one eye open, <laughs> literally sleeping with one eye open in order to get any sleep whatsoever. They can't shut down both halves or they drown. So they stay underwater. They sleep with one eye open. They just kind of meander around slowly and then they sort of wake up, go to the surface, breathe, go back down, maybe in groups typically in pods, and they continue their sleeping pattern. And when I said at the beginning that whales don't sleep, well, it's not technically sleep. Marine biologists call it resting. All I know is I need a little bit more resting in my life. Well, that's it for the daily break. Be sure to head over to newsweek.com for these stories and more, including our growing podcast lineup, and consider subscribing to our digital and print editions of Newsweek if you haven't already. And while I'm asking for favors, please subscribe to the podcast and go ahead and punch that five-star rating that lets us know you think we're doing a good job. I'm Andrew Tallman. Thanks for listening to The Daily Break, brought to you by Newsweek. Newsweek.